Nothing, just an incident. That's where you get where you don't need the space. I am stupid. I am stupid. Get it there, Lewis. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fan Behavior and F1 Podcast. I am Zoe, and I'm here with Hannah. Hello. What a delirious Sunday for us. I am sleepy girly. (laughs) So tired. Recapping the Australia GP, obviously, so much happened. Hannah and I stayed up, um, which for some people may not seem like a crazy thing, right? Staying up till 2, 3 a.m. on a Saturday night is not that crazy for some, but... For me, especially someone who really values mm-hmm. the hours of sleep that I get yeah. every night. Um it's ludicrous what we did. It was ludicrous, though. I will say it didn't disappoint. It was exciting, no. but the amount of red flags really pushed us record breaking, pushed us back in terms of bedtime. Yeah. By a mile. So that was that was tough. Um but, but I just kept saying too, I was like, I almost waited to watch it in the morning, like the the day when the sun was out. And I was like, I just felt so anxious. And I knew that I was going to be thinking like, am I missing something crucial? And 100%. I would have been. So a hundred percent. I, I felt the same way. I actually felt the same way about qualifying because mm. the race I like knew for sure I'm staying up. I'm watching the race. It's only we, we being here in the States only have a couple of races. I think this one and um, Japan that are, late nights for us yeah night i can do two of those in a, in yeah. a year that's fine yeah, the earlier in the morning is less hard for it's me much easier because now i'm at the stage of my life where i'm waking up pretty early on saturday sundays anyway mm-hmm. so waking up for eight at 8 a.m to watch a race is like a piece of cake yeah um but qualifying is obviously less stakes yeah you know, it's not as big of a deal but last night or i guess it was friday night i i was like uh I, I was up at like, it was like 1120 or something. And it's like, okay, well now I only have to wait 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I, I, I knew I couldn't go to sleep yeah. because I would be thinking like, what's going on in qualifying. I certainly couldn't. I, I, it, I would have never been able to go, go to sleep last year. Oh yeah. Like I would, would have just been so stressed about it. Yeah, no. So, but now we're heading into, into, uh, I guess we have Baku and Miami, but then we're heading into the, the European summer, which is just a lot better for Everyone. my sleep schedule. Yeah. Um, okay, so much to get into, but I know we have the something most. to, you know, you want to share before we get in. Oh, yeah. I just want to give another shout out to um, our friends at Fifth Gear Garms. They have a killer track collection, including a um, Melbourne track shirt that um, is out. And I just, I mean, it, it was such a historical yeah. race, you know? I mean, it broke a lot of records um, and it was insane. So if you want to mark that as a big memory for you, you can uh, go to Fifth Gear Garms and use our fifthgeargarms.com and use our code FANBEHAVIOR10 for 10% off. They are really cute. And um, yeah, I mean, never forget. I ordered the Monaco track one. I can't wait for it to come in. I'm very excited to have that. I think it's very cute. And apparently they're also going to be releasing US tracks and stuff soon. Blessed. So um, for all of our US listeners, stay tuned for that. We will definitely Very exciting. Um, also, thank you for listening, for sharing, rate, rating, reviewing, all the things. We appreciate you very, very much and um, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But we have so much to get into. We can't even the most. dilly-dally. Yeah, okay. sorry. Love you. But... So, so um, before we get into the actual race weekend, just some quick news facts that I just want to hit on really quick. So came out this week that uh, no more pit crew celebrations on the wall. Sure. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I... 
First of all, I am so tired. So I'm going to have a much less filter than normal today. <laughs> but um, the the way that the FIA and it stop focusing on dumb stuff. Stop. Right. And apparently it's been it's been a rule for a while, but now it's being enforced. Oh, OK. Got it. Right. So is that the trend? Just yeah. enforcement? And again, it's also one of those things where it's where it's like if you um if you value say if, if if the reason is safety which listen is it the safest thing for people to be climbing up on the on the on the wall and peeking out through the little holes when cars are zooming by probably not but there are other issues at hand that i think are a little bit more severe and serious and it's kind of one of those things where it's like get your shit together like clean up your side of the street yeah for dealing with all these other things there's lots of things we need to fix like first. the things they're stripping away give morale boosts to those sure. in having a hard time Charles, just let him ride his damn bike <laughs> the poor kid can't catch a break right okay so um the team let them celebrate yeah exactly Who cares? and then it's a great moment those pictures are, are they're super the best cool. and this reminds me a lot of in like american football when a player scores a scores a touchdown, there are all these rules about what players can and cannot do as celebrations. You know, you, you sure. can't use the football as a prop. Uh, you can't do you, you you can't go. There's been celebrations where players will go um, to like the cheerleaders and take their pom poms, and mm -hmm. like, you can't do that. But to me, but why? Right, I'm like. Who cares? This is all for fun and it's silly and it doesn't really matter. Right, it's as, not like they knocked the girl over to get her pom-pom. As, as long as it's not, I guess, inappropriate or derogatory or anything, I, I'm the of the mind of I don't really care. It's it's fun and it's fine. So Yeah. And again, these things make sense to me if there's been an incident. Of course. In which you're now taking accountability yes. for and saying, okay, someone got hurt doing this. We will not allow it anymore. But there are a lot of race incidents that are like not great. And then they're going, well, you can't celebrate on the fence anymore. It's yeah. like, okay, how about fix something better than that i don't know like the tractor on the track <laughs> mm. um i also forgot to mention we are wearing our daniel ricardo red bull jerseys because yeah. it is it was in this is going to trigger people if i say it was daniel daniel ricardo race weekend but it, here's the it deal when lando moves teams or is no longer on the grid and when oscar if that happens to oscar like we will mourn for you you know like just love Wait, us what? i just feel like people are so salty about like you can be neutral to oscar and like really excited that daniel's gonna be in australia and it's all fine yeah like loving that daniel is back does not negate the fact that oscar did a great job and is doing his best and has a garbage car and is also from australia right. you know right so my, my not mutually exclusive right my second news item is that daniel's back uh, we saw him back in the paddock for mm -hmm. the first time this season and he also there were you know articles that came out talking about how Signs are pointing to him wanting to return yeah. to F1. Now, there's some caveats to that, which I think is interesting because he talked about missing being in a race car, but also enjoying his time off, that balance. And then saying, as of right now, it looks like that's what he's going to want to yeah. do next year. However, he wants it to be a good car. And so my question, and obviously this is way too early to uh, be predicting anything, but I mean, what's where's that gonna be? I I just I it's either they're tricking kicking out Checo or he's probably not gonna be on the grid. Yeah, because I'm I I the only thing I could think of happening 
is Lewis ends up deciding to retire for whatever reason, which I just don't think is happening. I think it's a very low percentage chance. And then that creates a domino effect of mm-hmm. people moving and shaking around. But I, I my, my, you know, the headline obviously saying Daniel Ricardo eyes F1 return is all hunky dory. Yeah, sure. But the reality of the situation is, okay, what's the team going to be? And he also seemed like really, I don't know if he was sad or just like exhausted, but there was a couple shots on during the race mm-hmm. where they cut to him. And I just felt like I, I don't think I've ever realized the amount of like how much he basically holds out Australia on his shoulders in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, he really And is. he didn't get to the like reprieve of being in the car for two hours. Sure. Like yeah. he was, he's the public marketing boy. Yeah. He's the people. He looks so tired. <laughs> he really is. He is. And he just looks so exhausted. And so I hope that it was just, he also may t- have being been tired and not like not wanting to be there. I don't think sure. it was not wanting to be there, but I did feel for him. Well, I, I was I, also tired. I, right. I also think part of it was maybe him wanting to be out there. Yeah. There was part of a, a bittersweet feeling that sure. goes along with it. Um, also iconic Christian Horner shading Zach Brown. It was beautiful. Um, for those who missed it, somebody asked during the, uh, I guess it's not team principals cause Zach is not a team principal, but it was a team principal press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reporter asked Christian if, one of your drivers cannot drive this weekend. How close is Daniel to being able to drive? And Christian said, you like 10 minutes or something and that he, you know, he's doing a lot of work for us. He, uh, he came back, he, he came to us with like habits that yeah, he we don't know where. a lot of weird habits. Basically. And he was very skinny. Yeah. And then he turns to Zach Browning. It's like, I, I don't know what you guys did, did to him, did to him <laughs> but he's put on some pounds now. Uh, which is like, ooh, shade, 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 yeah. shade. But it is true. And he did say that last year that he struggled to keep weight on. Yeah, because he was a sad boy. Yeah, because he clearly, his anxiety, you know, his anxiety manifesting is and not eating. I did, I, I was hoping Christian would elaborate on the habits. I know, that I'm is curious. curious. That yeah. is curious. I bet like, he, is it in the car or bet, is it? I bet it's certain things. You know, when you, I'm trying to think of an example, but where you are trying to do something a certain way. It, this happens in sports a lot and you lose your, the mechanics. Oh, like the muscle memory of it? Or just like the correct mm-hmm. way of doing something because you're, you have to figure out a different way. Oh yeah. So like you, you lose the, uh, the car natural <laughs> ability, like the natural form that you have. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's something like that. Interesting. Um, so well, anyway. Christian, if you'd like to elaborate, we're yeah. all ears, but great to see Daniel. Happy to see him. I'm I'll be, as always, of, of course, curious to see how this unfolds over the next handful of months mm-hmm. and as we head towards the summer, which really isn't that far away. Really isn't. Um, what it's what April. starts percolating up, and I know, and um, pissed me off. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but um, we I'll I'll be very very curious to see what ends up shaking out for him, and uh, we'll obviously keep you updated along the way. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the race mm-hmm. and the race weekend because so much okay qualifying obviously the biggest thing was Checo going off in q1 rough that was rough for him honestly can't lie i was pretty happy about it i I didn't i wasn't really like happy's not the right word i was neutral to it happening but i felt really yeah i went "Mm, interesting interesting yeah because there is something interesting about also a red bull having to start from the back yeah because i was i was curious to see what he would do in basically in the same position max was in um and 
you know, obviously not this race, but the race before. And um, yeah. And I felt bad for him because I know he was ticked, but also problems. Yeah. Well, and then he had to start from the pit lane because he had to change mm-hmm. some stuff in his car. Botox did too, right? Yeah. yeah, both of them did. And so um, that's typically what happens. Like if you um, change stuff in your car, even if it's not a penalty, but like if you basically touch the car, like you can't, mm-hmm. mechanics can't go and like touch the car in between um, Quali and the race. Um, like once it's already in Park for May, which is like basically where they are stationed um if they do touch it then you have to start from the pit lane mm. so that's kind of so i don't think it, it it wasn't a penalty necessarily it was just well it was but yeah. it wasn't like a great penalty yeah um so that was that was tough for checo obviously oscar got out in q1 which ended up you know in being hindsight fine. being fine but rough for him as the i mean born in melbourne mm-hmm. melbourne kid yeah that's that's tough um logan was also out in q1 tough for logan this whole race was bad for him but, yeah but qualifying especially you know alex getting into q3 and logan being out in q1 that's that's that that's always rough when yeah it's that big of a disparity mm-hmm. between the teammates i mean that really proves okay the driver is better than the other driver. Yeah, but also Alex is a lot that. more experienced. Yes, in, yes exactly. You know, he has Logan been in the Red Bull before. <laughs> yeah, but he wishes he hadn't been. But yeah, well, maybe he. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, no yeah, regrets. great job by Alex. Got he P8, did so well. P8. I was so devastated. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh yeah, we're still in qualifying. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he did good. so well. I was thrilled, good. and I think he re uh, did his hair, and it's just. It looks so good. Yeah, it was He's great. Killing it. Merck Ice qualifying P two P three. Great. That was a real shocker. I was very surprised by that. Yeah, very exciting. Um, really happy for both of them. Also, where the hell was Ferrari? I mean, they they got I think really compromised mm-hmm. in um qualifying. I I it's unusual. I yeah. I read so a lot of the drivers were realizing that they were getting typically when you're in qualifying, you do a like warm up lap and then you do your qualifying mm-hmm. lap and then basically after you do your lap like those tires you're, you're not going to get a faster time but what they were realizing was that actually with the track conditions because i think it was a little bit colder um that they worked they kept improving times right. as they kept going and ferrari because they kept thinking rain was going to come yeah they never got them they, they never got the tires in the right temperature and they never really were able to do like a proper Mm-hmm. lap also there were some traffic issues i think that were that was compromising some of them i just i'm off i'm 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 done with them yeah and i i don't know can we figure out the whole traffic issue thing no okay but i'm i'm i'm, I'm officially not for them i'm just saying in general yeah i'm officially done i'm on them i'm 100 on the merc like mer- from from now until when they can prove me otherwise merc is my team i think what's so frustrating is that it's not Charles and Carlos. No, I love them. And I want to love like I love them. I, it's just the it's whole it's tough. so bad. It's so bad. Um so good luck getting my trust back, Rari, but it's gone. Um anything else from qualifying? Want to touch on? No. Okay, let's get to the race. Cause this is when shit got real. I mean. So, of course, the start. George gets into P1. Great start immediately impressed i was very, very impressed. impressed and not only does george get into p1 but lewis gets into p2 mm-hmm. so both mercs i was clearly, shook at yeah clearly had better the tires were better whatever for their start they they were george got a nice little slipstream past max but then it was it was kind of crazy how lewis was able to sort of sneak past max as well so mm-hmm. that was all like great and then Charles, dnf boom done <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, moments. It was Carlos a la Coda last year. Well, it was Carlos. I guess you didn't watch. I, I think because you your first race was Imola last year. So you didn't watch Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but this happened to Carlos in the first nice. in the first lap. He had a first lap in, incident and was done. Um, so now was Carl or now is Charles turn. So two two DNFs in three races. It's going well for for my guy. Um, I did. It isn't. I yeah. I did sacrifice. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that. I do. I so Zoe <laughs> does this thing where she's just like, I need so and so to be on the podium. I will sacrifice X. So yesterday it was Lewis. You wanted right. No, I just said I would sacrifice oh, anyone for Max. For Max. So she said, I want Max to DNF. I will sacrifice anyone. Guys, literally seconds later, Charles spinning in the gravel. And I know she's pissed and has, she goes, why does this always happen? So I screenshotted what she sent me and I circled it and I sent it back to her. And she goes, I've got to stop doing that. And I was but like, also, right. It's also because it ends up hurting my my guys and then the then max doesn't dnf so it's, right. like, it's not even worth anything no um, yeah that happened in that happened last year in brazil yes i said i would sacrifice anyone for a lewis and win. it was Pierre, right no it was daniel oh daniel <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and i mean george we just, won oh yeah so, so it didn't really it didn't really but yeah anything. you gotta just stop doing that because yeah. it works and it's spooky um so, so anyway it's always fault that charles yeah. dnf so sorry guys so i don't know why you're so pissy with ferrari it's obviously your bad <laughs> i wish i had these powers mm. for good I, they're clearly for evil yeah um yeah just tough tough all around but as we've always said about charlotte claire god is fair and yeah he has so much i just hope he knows how much he has in his life going he does oh there was the sweetest tiktok i sent to zoe and it was like asking little kid Charles what he wanted to be when he grew up and he kind of thought about it for a second and he goes i want to be kind okay i hate to burst your bubble it's fake right yeah, that was a sound over it like, doesn't matter yeah. it's cute <laughs> and <laughs> true he is kind yeah he's kind yeah as far as we know he seems like a very nice guy did you yeah. see i sent you i think i sent you <laughs> like a very nice <laughs> i sent you the tiktok of the of the fans that gave Charles a uh, friendship bracelet and yeah. he's wearing it yeah so when you go to monaco you're sense. going with a pocket full of bracelets <laughs> pocket full of sunshine <laughs> yeah on bracelets yeah i'll make one for daniel pierre oh my god <laughs> i'll die <laughs> <laughs> attach a qr code of our, of our uh, podcast our phone number sure that too um yeah okay that's a good idea i'll make a bunch of fran- friendship <laughs> friendship bracelets <laughs> i did that before i did that on a different podcast i, I said friend yeah <laughs> anyway yeah um I'll, I'll make one for literally every driver even the ones that's I'm great yeah and we could just put it with a little note and then you can just hand them out as you see them i want Yuki to have a friendship bracelet. I feel like he would wear sure. it. I'll make one for Toto. Mm-hmm. I'll make one for Otmar. <laughs> I'll say bonjour. <laughs> bonjour. <laughs> no, I got to give it up to Otmar. Them going straight to Otmar. We'll get to this, but straight to Otmar right when he handled like a champ. Pierre. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's pretty good. And he really was just like, yeah, it's definitely too bad what happened. <laughs> You know, he wasn't, he didn't bring any extra drama to it. Chris would have been like, it's I mean, the car. And this and Amar was like, yep, that sucks. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But that was, I, I, I had some admiration for him for how mm-hmm. he handled that. Um, okay, so then we have the Alex, Alex DNF, which was pretty scary, actually. Okay, so this is one, okay, a couple things. And these are some um, questions that I don't know. Okay. 
if they're dumb or not and yeah. I'll be vulnerable. Well, one, I think it's crazy. I, I heard, I think it might've been on Dak Shepard's podcast that I think the average amount of DNFs in Australia typically is like five. Okay. So, so it's lot. like very normal that yeah. this happens, which yeah. is also why I was anxious yeah. and I might be wrong on that number. So someone can fact check me, but, um, I don't always understand why they use gravel instead of like sand or something, because it feels like there could be something else that achieves the same goal that the gravel achieves and doesn't kick up so much dust. Sure. Now, I don't know. I right. This is just a, you know, sideline comment. I don't right. actually, I'm sure there's a perfectly reasonable explanation why they've chosen gravel, but I sometimes just wonder like, could it be something else that wouldn't cause quicksand <laughs> well sure yeah i mean they might be happier with that just because it you know ends it real quick but does it is kick there something else that doesn't kick stuff up and also doesn't cause all the dust because that was scary and then also yeah he and i got think hit real jensen bad. was talking about this but this is the same thing that happened with carlos in with suzuka right when oh, this happened yeah like because it's a tire wall it bounces them yeah. off and then if because of back. the dust like thank god i think it was a hulk that yeah. saw him and like swerved around but like that could have been a really bad situation. And I think that's basically how the crash, the F2 crash with Antoine oh, happened okay. is he crashed and he came too far back out and the person didn't coming in behind him, didn't have enough time to, you know, Got swerve it. out of the way and Got slash it. his car in half. And it's just, yeah. it's really scary. And like, this is one of the things that I was talking about when we were talking about the celebrations on the, on the wall. Right. I, that's fine. But like, can we also talk about, because sure. this is, this happens in almost every race where there is a an incident. If they run into a wall that is a tire wall of any kind, they come too far out, and these guys are just driving around way too fast. To something yeah. bad's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what the solution is. I'm not an engineer, but a lot of people, a lot of people are not happy with the gravel traps. They just want it to be runoff. You know. Yeah. Like, but I. So maybe this is a controversial opinion. I kind of like the gravel because it adds an element of risk sure. like a like a wall would in a street track mm -hmm. you know i mean this was a street track but but um where it's like okay you cannot if if you get pushed wide there's there there's no forgiveness right? yeah with a with like i can't remember i'm trying to think of like the french the french grand prix which is like this which is obviously not around anymore and it's the ugliest it's the one with all the swirly lines oh yeah remember. it's ugly but it has so much runoff space so if you get pushed wide or whatever it's just like it's not a big deal yeah you just come right back yeah. on and so i kind of like the fact that if you get stuck in the gravel you've, you're over you're, you're done me too for, for the most part but i do agree that it's it's it can be dangerous and also there is an element of sometimes people do get pushed wide and they could their car's fine. They could keep driving, mm -hmm. but they literally just get stuck and they can't. Yeah. And that's a little bit tough. So, but there, to me, it's, it's, I like the gravel trap fine too. I don't like what it does outside yeah. of just like right. causing risk to the one car. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's 2023. Certainly there is a product of some kind that would achieve the goal of the gravel without maybe it's just a the risk down. of the gravel. It's just a room and your car just disappears yeah that makes sense like on a, at a justin bieber concert or something like the floor just opens i don't know why justin bieber specifically would apply to anyone who has a and anytime poster you, anytime you get on there you just drop down yeah. and you're done El eliminated it's, it's yeah like the ellen do you remember the ellen game yes. show where she pushes the button oh gosh that's always through. so nerve-wracking yeah um, that's what it's good yeah <laughs> it was so nerve-wracking for me you know when i was but i maybe you think are of... the weakest link goodbye <laughs> but um ted's antennas oh yeah uh, what's he doing 
Who knows? I mean, it's there for a purpose, I, I suppose. I understand, but it's just pretty bonkers. Um, Jensen obviously declined those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the the Alex issue caused a red flag, which was a little bit suspicious because, you know, again, gravel that should be relatively easy to remove off the track. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, there should be some large broom of sorts to just sweep it all away. A little sus. I don't say it's super sus because it was only the ninth lap. So it was still so early that yeah. they weren't like, oh, this race has been going on for, well, like it ends up being races been going on for 45 laps. Nothing really has happened. Mm-hmm. Let's spice it up with the race start again. But I did think there wasn't, it wasn't like there was just pieces flying everywhere. Right. right. Um, and I don't know if it's someone who was I, I think I was maybe texting Macy about it. And I think Sean thought it could have been because of the tractor placement, but like, not that that's uh, ever, they've ever cared about that before. And like with a safety car, I just yeah. don't, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. So but again, and- this is like, so the, why are you picking a red flag now versus a safety car? Right. Like the, they'll there's, explain there's it eventually. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like to the, the tweet you posted, which we could talk about later, but it's like, they're just making, making it, it up, up as they go. go. Exactly. At least that's the what impression. Yeah. Well, and then a bunch of teams got screwed over because obviously safety car comes out, a bunch of teams decide to pit mm-hmm. because the whole thing about Australia, even last year, Alex Albon went 57 laps on his, he started on hard tires, went the entire race on the hards. And of, of course you have to pit at, at some point. So mm-hmm. he pitted on the very last lap and got P, P10. So Australia is a track where you really can go long on one set of tires. And so a lot of teams were like, well, let's just pit now and we'll just ride these tires until the end. And then they restart the yeah. race. And so the team, like someone like Lewis who didn't pit, then now he gets to, now he gets a Yeah. Which I'm sure he was pleased about because he kept whining about his tires. Yeah. He was not happy with the tires. Um, and someone like George who did pit was kind of screwed by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, another, it's restart. just one of those things, you know, it's you just never things. know. Um, an, a, another start, pretty, pretty clean start. And then George's car catches on fire. Mm-hmm. That was, there was also drama with the start too. Cause Max got all, kicked off which he was wrong about well which is fine but like but, i didn't know those rules i know but so, he should it, well yeah but i think he was confused because again the fia doesn't so i can understand i mean it all ended up being fine and like lewis but i was i was confused about it too and then what i do think was weird it that they didn't say anything about is like there was almost a crash because of how slow they were going oh, it was bad yeah so the fact that Lewis got it right, I think is fine. But like, there was still some weirdness going on. Like, was it Logan or Alex that was Alex was already off. So it was Logan that like almost like he had to like go no, off. That was, I'm pretty sure that was Hulkenberg. Oh, that went off like that. Cut, oh, yeah. Cut, that zoomed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. The whole thing was that was so weird to me. Yeah, that was weird. Um, so, yeah. yeah. George's car catches on fire. Bummer That's for George. Yeah. Tough tough day for him but i did office. see him all of a sudden i just saw the like red arrows go down, down, I, was like, down. I was like yeah. oh my god that's when you, you know shit's going, what's wrong. going wrong that's what uh, happened with alex and yeah because it was like safety car or no it said like yellow flag but they don't you you don't know who it is but i just saw alex's name mm-hmm. oh that's rough um so then we have some a good chunk after george's car explodes yeah we have a good chunk of probably i don't know 30 laps of actual racing un- uninterrupted Pierre Gasly was looking really strong. Doing great. Hanging on, on to Carlos's um, DRS, hanging like very strongly in P5, which was great. 
McLaren was actually doing really well. Mm-hmm. Lando was putting on a pretty good performance. Lewis and Fernando were doing well, hanging on into the into the podiums. Not a ton of super memorable action, in my opinion. I mean, there was some good overtaking and stuff. I think Checo was kind of making his way through the field. Mm-hmm. Carlos was sort of, you know... Yeah, I... I I wrote down like Carlos's overtake of Pierre was good. His was like good. dummy move was fun to watch, but that was good. I mean, um, Yuki kept falling and he had some problem in this yeah. car. That was tough for Yuki, but you know, he was managing and he persevered. Mm-hmm. Um, so then with about, you know, a handful of laps to go, Kevin decides to lose a tire um, running right into the wall. And it made me laugh because the, uh, the engineer, he, he maybe didn't see, he couldn't see. Cause that, that, that does happen sometimes. Like you know, like you don't have the, you can see, like the engineers see what is happening, oh, the but they don't actually see the, what, like the result they, they can tell there's something wrong with a car, but they don't know why. Mm-hmm. And the, the engineer was like, um, Hey Kevin, there's damage. And it's like, yeah, no shit. He doesn't have a freaking wheel. Okay, that's really funny because I thought I didn't realize that radio message came in real time. I thought it was like a, a previous like he said there was damage and like Kevin was trying to pull over and that's when oh, he crashed. Oh. That's even no, funnier. I, I feel because, like it was like in real time. I'm like, okay, well, duh. There's damage. It's like, yes, tires back around the curve over there. What do you mean? It blew out. But honestly, thanks, Kev. I mean, kind of thanks. I don't know. I go back and forth on whether this whole debacle, but I mean, I felt bad for Kevin. They felt, felt bad for him. But then they, with a handful of laps to go, you know, they bring out the safety car and then they decide. And not a handful, two. Well, at at the point that they did the red flag. I, but I there were still only crash, two laps, right? No, but I'm, I'm saying because they, they did a couple under the safety car. Oh, under the safety car. That's right. That's right. Flagged it. So um, because they didn't want the race to end under a safety car. Okay. So maybe there's like something they red need to fix with those rules because... This is an ongoing thing. I mean, it's like, God dang it. But also, I'm. They took too much meeting time talking about the celebrations on the walls yeah. on the bikes. <laughs> right. Um, so they red flag the race. And of course, it was freaking ironic. Max complaining about the red flag was ironic as hell. Cause I'm like, dude, you, <laughs> this situation benefited you. I mean, it wasn't. A red flag but you can't be complaining about oh this is manipulated or whatever when i, I didn't even hear him really talk. i thought he, he was just, just like, like red flag what, why like he was yeah. pissed about it being a, a red flag i'm just like okay. i mean i was just kind of surprised that they even went there yeah i mean the the obvious reason was because they didn't want the race under to end under a safety car and they wanted yeah but they've done they it wanted it, yeah they they have but they wanted a show they wanted yeah to end under under racing give the fans some more and that was the complaint that a lot of drivers had afterwards which was like at some point you know yes sports are entertainment they're mm-hmm. for people but at some point when does it just become pure like there's still some integrity that has to be maintained sure. with a sporting event and there are sporting events in whatever sport you watch that are not always that en- entertaining or interesting like sometimes a soccer game ends Zero zero. Is that the most exciting and entertaining game? Not for a casual fan necessarily, but there's a lot of things that happen in that game that can be exciting. The mm-hmm. almost goals, the suspense, the drama, whatever. And it feels like they are catering to by having it be a red flag, they're catering to the casual F1 fans who just want to see. Well, I don't know. 
I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I also think a lot of the like diehards are yes. always talking about how boring it is. Yes. I, yes. But I, I'm, I'm just saying like, sometimes races are going to be not so exciting sure. or not as exciting. And even without this final red flag, the race was pretty exciting. Yeah. They've certainly so, made it more. And, so. and, and you have other races. There's 23 or however many, I can't even, I, I'm not even sure how many, I think it's 23, right? 23. This year. Um, that are going to be super exciting and interesting without mm-hmm. any manipulation. Right. So that's just how it is. Um, well, and it goes back to the thing that we get so frustrated by with the lack of consistency. Yeah. It's like, you know, in basketball, you can't just call fouls because you want a certain team to win or yes. whatever. It's yes. like, or cause you want to foul someone out. Like you can't just, decide you don't want it to end under a safety card in this race because so many people have been complaining about how boring the races have been. Like you have to stay consistent. There has to be consistent guidelines. And maybe again, like we talked about it, like they're like, I understood why they red flagged it, but they also to me seem to do a really bad job of explaining in real time, like as in real time as possible, what's actually going on. And I just think it's really bizarre. Like how, it all works. Cause in so many other sports, you have the call directly from the person's mouth in like yeah. immediately, yeah. you know, you see it happen in real yeah. time. And it's like this weird bunker where yes. all these guys are yes. sitting where they make decisions. And then, you know, maybe you hear about it right away. Maybe you don't hear about it till halfway through the race or towards the end. And it's just kind of like, right. I, I mean, the, the amount of times that like even Ted and Crofty were spent trying to figure out what was going on. And Jensen was just like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I think I remember Monza last year um, with like a handful of laps to go. Daniel, his car just stopped working. Like his engine just went, it just died mm-hmm. essentially. And with, with probably five or six laps to go and he was pulled over onto the side of the track. And um, because there was no debris, they, but they obviously, he, he couldn't move his car. So they right. had to bring something out to, so they, they finished that race under a safety car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, but I think when there's debris, they can use it as not an excuse, yeah. but they can say, well, there's debris. And there was, and I mean, something still could have gotten screwed up in someone else's car. Yeah. Like I get it. But, but also it's a little bit like you can remove it. They can go around it. It's slow. It's just, I agree with you that, that, that there needs to be, very clear and concise mm-hmm. rules defined so that everybody just knows what they're in for yeah. at all times. And there's not all this because then there were even, there were again, drivers who were like, okay, well I'm going to pit under the safety car. Yeah. And then there's like, well now there's a red flag. Right. So because to me, based on what we've seen before, the Alex Albon's crash should have been a safety car and Kevin's should have been a red flag. Yes. Yes. Because there there seemed to be de- the debris was spread a lot more for Kevin's incident yes. than like where the gravel seemed to be for the stewards to be able to like quickly yes. brush it off. Yes. And I also think it's very fair to say to put in your guidelines and your regulations any incident that causes it must be spelt incident, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um that causes debris on the track is a red flag. Sure. You, you, you know, that can be clear. Or you can say any any safety car or 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 any um you can say crash mechanical failure mm-hmm. whatever regardless of if, if there's debris or, or not in the last 10 laps yeah red flag yeah like, but for sure but clarify the 
the rules and the distinction yeah. because it then becomes this wishy-washy thing and it ends up it it do, it, it did end up screwing drivers over for I mean, sure it, it a lot causing a, a lot of problems and yeah so, so again help us help you if you could give us five star reviews so that zoe and i can be <laughs> high enough to be able to go sit with the fia and tell them how to do their job that would be awesome <laughs> yeah and it was I so ironic because Michael Massey was at the race. I don't know if you saw that, but the race director of yes. the FIA. It's so not right. Uh, yeah. That one. Mikey. Yeah. Um, was there. And so people were like, oh, my God, there is something like when like he needs to never. This is only. There's something in the air in Melbourne for yeah, sure. For, for him, too. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that was a disaster. Um. It is a disaster. <laughs> Put it lightly. Yeah. So then, of course, the start the restart we're gonna get two laps of racing and i will say i was a little bit excited about it because i thought there's no drs yeah and so if lewis i was pumped i sat up and everything lewis can get a jump on max Mm -hmm. you know he he's kind of got this i mean i thought something wild was i mean it did happen but i was i was excited yeah that is the one thing too like them all like starting again yeah is always fun especially when they have nothing to lose and they're all on sauce at this point for the most part i'm sure i can't remember if they were all were yeah i think so, so. yeah um yeah so and then everything <laughs> chaos so carlos hits fernando boom okay the spaniards, the spaniards, they really, spaniard like, really over hyping well, netflix did that i know but they've just like not let it I go know, they even said they're like carlos hit his best friend i'm like his best friend i was, <laughs> I was like, like i don't think they really talk like 15 years older than <laughs> carlos and i don't know that they're friends i mean yeah. i think you know, again, Car- yeah. Carlos admired him. Yeah, of course. Looked up to him. It's it's kind of like a George Lewis. Well, I guess they kind of are. They are friends because they're teammates. Yeah. How George looked up to Lewis. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they just like really have been highlighting it yeah. a lot lately. I'm like, that's a Netflix like, thing. It was one Spanish episode. Second row. Yeah. It's like, woo. Yeah. Great. Um, And then uh, so that was bad. Mm. And then Pierre it and Esteban. kept getting worse. Pierre and Esteban. I was devastated it so was bad. more pierre's fault than esteban i will say that yeah pierre did kind of he didn't see him again lap one incident wasn't anyone's he didn't get a penalty for it but i mean he was penalized for yeah you know his heart and soul self, yeah. um, <laughs> though we do have to give it up for pierre gasly during the first red flag he gave the people what they were looking for fabulous i mean uh, the pierre effect was in full force yeah and it looks- for those of you who aren't familiar with the Pierre effect, I believe she loves F1 has coined that term. And it's when Pierre wears his hat well, backwards. Any- it's, well, well, yes, it's when anyone wears their hat backwards. But Pierre did it so well that he, it's the Pierre Gasly effect. And, and it really is the best on him. Yeah, truly. Yeah. So I guess, you know, again, congratulations to him for that. But mm-hmm. rough, rough go of it. And and to for Esteban, yes, it sucked. But he was also, I think he was like in P10 yeah. or something. But for Pierre, P5, great race. And, I mean, good thing the pink cars are done because yeah. they're ruined. <laughs> Arrivederci. Yeah. Uh, but I will Mark say, Star. I do think it was a good, even though it ended how it did, which sucks, I do think that, like, I'm I'm glad that Pierre got that. He just hasn't been doing all that great. And I'm glad he got that boost of being in front of Esteban, yes. being as, you know, close to the front as he was. Yes. And, like, he Pushing just had hard. a hell of a race. Yeah. And He could have been driver of the day. He could have. Right, who was Checo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was something I honestly couldn't even really tell because then there was something that happened with Lance and then Logan ran into the back of Nick DeVries yeah. and pushed them both out. And it was just like, and 
when they showed like the aftermath it was like two cars beached on the gravel it was wild. it was like the disaster of um pierre and Esteban. it was like a it was like there were just bodies just like lying yeah. on the ground everywhere um because it's weird the aerial shot of it sometimes looks like you know those little racetracks when you were a kid that have the little it's like the, the remote control on them or maybe mm-hmm. maybe we just had them but and then they just like fly off, fly off just, yeah. and that's what it looks like yeah. i mean it's just it looks like toys that just yeah Fernando on the radio is so mad at, and he was like, Silverstone, um, last year, yeah, no, we didn't do the first sector, so they got to go back to the, and he was, he was on it. Yeah, he was. Um, which true. Also, he should train the FIA and the rules because of all this kerfuffle. Nico ended up was was in P four and Yuki was in P five. I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, Yuki P five. I was like, how did that happen? Yeah, um, bonkers, but. And we'll just condense all this because they went back and forth a long time trying to figure out what was going to happen, how was going to restart, what was, w- will they restart for blah, one blah, lap. Blah, 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 blah. But the the gist of it all for those who maybe didn't catch it or don't understand it was, in order to determine a race order, the cars have to complete at least one sector of the track mm-hmm. um, for the new order to be established, and the cars did not complete the first sector of the now, all cars have to complete I or just like i ho- don't know or anyone who didn't dnf i don't know specifically okay. um but they didn't do that and so when that happens they then go back to the original race the way that they started at the race start this happened as fernando mentioned in silverstone last year when joe and george had their crash and i think alex crashed there's a bunch of people that crashed right at the start and so the grid was all mixed up but they really only completed, you know, barely, I mean, like 100 feet of, mm-hmm. the, of the race. I mean, probably more than that. Um, and so then when they restarted, they restarted in their original order, minus the cars that literally could not drive. So now I'm confused. Was, is it qualifying order or would have been for them for this past for Australia? It was the race like when they restarted exactly. after the red flag. Exactly. OK, that's yeah. what so I thought. How it, how it was when they restarted the race. Which they were four less cars. <laughs> right. That. Everything was reshuffled. Um, and uh and so but then carlos who was in p4 supposed to be p4 gets a penalty now they decide the reason why they did the one lap was because they had not completed the final lap of the race i get it and i understand it's like who cares it doesn't really matter but i guess it's like formality you just got to finish sure got to finish the race it just Um, felt like it took a really long time for them to be able to do that which i know they're you know debris or whatever and i everyone was just so over it at that point so then carlos is in p4 but then he finds out because of what happened in the restart, when he hit Fernando, he's getting a five-second penalty. But because it happened at the start and everyone was so close, there was barely any gap to the drivers around him. And so he drops from fourth to 12th, which is a really harsh penalty. Really horrible. Harsh. I don't understand it. He, I mean, he certainly was not happy. No, I mean, it. you could just see it in his eyes. He was fuming. I mean, I watched because we heard about it. And then they cut to his like camera and we watched him receiving the news in real time and i mean he went feral yeah, he was his eyes were really big and and it is true if you're going to basically pretend like that lap didn't happen mm-hmm. because you're restarting the race then the, the way that penalty it was, shouldn't exist then it really shouldn't exist and also so many incidents the esteban pierre incident the lance and charles incident from the first thing so many incidents get waved off as lap one in- incident you're you you get away with a lot more that first lap because there's not it's just too tight. Do. Yeah. Now, a lot of people said this is basically Carl- what Carlos did to Fernando was what George did to Carlos in in um okay. Austin last year. Okay. We just kind of tagged him in the front. 
or on the side, I guess. But um, and George got a five second penalty yeah. for that. But I think this was a little different. I felt like it was a little different. I didn't really feel like there was m- m- like much for Carlos to do in that situation, and and I also think given the circumstances of what ended up happening, yeah, it really wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. Also, Pierre. A lot of people said Pierre didn't get a five second penalty because he would have gotten penalty points and then he would have had a race ban and the FIA really doesn't want, they don't want to necessarily give race bans. Well, also because so many of the penalty points they gave to Pierre were bullshit, stupid things like you went over the white lines Mm -hmm. or, you know, you were speeding in the pit lane. If they give him a race ban, everyone will bring that up again. (laughs) Right. And also he got, do you remember he got penalty points because they said in Suzuka that he was speeding when the tractor was on the track. And so he was at fault for that. Yeah, they should just keep their mouth shut about the so, whole race band thing because so, everyone's going to revolt. Yeah. Um. So anyway, really tough, really tough for Carlos. That was a bad, I mean, Ferrari, bad day all around. Yeah, it was hard. Rough. Um. But because of what ended up happening, we got McLaren double points. Yeah, happy for which them. Which was great. Happy to, happy to see Oscar getting some points. You know, good, good for Lando's that. Lando's doing a good job. Yes, he is doing a good job a good job yuki got in the points yes he did thank god p10 even with his the issue he was managing yeah congratulations yuki um better than being 14th exactly better than being p11 which is what he was trying to avoid and then of course at the end so then they all finish you know max wins yay congratulations max lewis p2 fernando p3 pretty iconic podium all world champs um lewis even said that in his interview after the race he was like it's pretty cool like um you know a world champion in front of me and then like a world champion behind me like we're all you know chasing each other i'm a world champion yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and i have the most out of all of them yeah we were wondering <laughs> yeah um for now at least um but then haas uh gunther got on the phone and was you know complaining because if he he wanted he wanted it to be the race order when yeah after the after the after the start, yeah, he, he wanted the new race order because of course Hulk he was in P four, and then with Carlos's penalty, he would have been on the podium. Yeah, which to me, okay, I understand you got to fight for your, but that's a but, really cheap podium. Yeah, it is a you cheap podium, I mean? and also like they didn't get through the first sector, right. so like there you don't even have an argument. But also you're like, okay, so you got P, you got P four because like seven cars decided to like do some crazy shit, and you barely like and like not nothing was really completed like you yeah just, i wouldn't want that podium. And, and, and then there's a penalty it's it, it just i mean i guess you take what you can get but yeah. it just felt like okay this is the lamest podium of all time I'm yeah sorry. and then hulk's car just yes yeah, stopped, stopped working <laughs> oh my so gosh was it was madness absolute madness yeah um, so anything else well a couple things on? that um just some like random anecdotes one loved george's pettiness about he's like I'm being told to manage my tires and my teammate like won't get off my ass basically. Um, and then it was so clear that when he was in the garage, he was having real words with Toto and he was like, or at least that's how it seemed. He was really frustrated. And then the minute he saw the camera on him, he like got all stoic and like, you know, went back to his like straight face. Same thing happened when Toto and Fred Vasor were talking. Cover his mouth. So well, not only did he cover his mouth, I think he was just like basically covered his mouth to be like, they're watching. And then they literally were both like, do, 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 like looking in the sky i was like okay want to know Apparently what they're talking Fred, about um was like suffering from back like issues that's what i heard he it's, like, you know why it's because of those stools that they all make them sit on 
Those are awful. They don't have any backs to them. Also carrying the weight of the a country of Italy on his back. Yeah, it could be that too. But um, and then I'm really tense about the fact that Fernando has broken the tradition. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. So uh, we talked about this last week, and you may have heard some other people talk about it. But for the last seven people, five for the last five people who've won their hundredth podium. Their 101st podium has always been a win. Yeah. Fernando just won and mumped that all up. But, you know, our Chaos King has to do what he wants to do. Yeah, I guess. I'm just nervous, like, what effect it's going to have on him going forward now. Mm. Like, is he cursed or is he blessed? Hard to say. Hard to say. (laughs) I mean, I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he will. Fernando does what Fernando wants. Yeah. And we just can't we we are we just have to be um passengers on the fernando train and just yeah. you know, see what happens i also just want to do a quick shout out um to the um bread bowl mechanics who very very clearly either all lost a bet or all decided that they would look really good platinum blonde like alex albon yeah. um because they look great but also just like couldn't it was funny I, I was just like they uh, did they all do this together or was this an accident we needed to do a deep dive on the make on like I think so. Because like I think there's something going on there. Yeah, and there's some that are really, really good looking. That's what I'm and deserve saying. a deserve a platform. Right. And like deserve our love. Too. Yeah, and adoration. So and I think they do a lot. Yeah. Great stuff. For our boys. Yeah, they're the mules that, you know, yeah. <laughs> the workhorses that yep. do all the dirty work. Um, okay, should we do our pyramid? Yeah. Okay. So as always, we go through a pyramid, three at the bottom, the worst of the week two in the middle you know decent and then our top of the week now this is not just based on this is anything that can happen during the race weekend so Mm -hmm. the very bottom of the podium for me is um my sacrifices yeah um my two favorite drivers are charlotte claire and pierre gasly and uh she sacrificed both of them dnf'd this race so that was really tough and you know it's really hard out there when your number one driver uh is no longer in formula one um well and then i mean as a Mm -hmm. official driver um, your second favorite driver uh, can't catch a break, and your third favorite driver can't can't seem to catch a break either. Um, so, and this, this is happening to me in multiple sports, just in, across that genres. Is true. That I'm just having a really crush <laughs> on. <laughs> I, I, I it's just not good for me right now. No, um, she's really struggling. Please be thinking about her during this time. I'm serious because it's happening I, in this in football as well and it's hard for her yeah and i just i really feel like i'm a curse and i don't like to feel that way and um i really need to find other people to be interested in that are good i think well then i probably because i was gonna say i think i should just be like okay who's the best and then but then that's that, that doesn't even work because you don't want to like max no, no no i'm just saying i'm just saying in all sports like i need to just be like who's the best and then but the but what's happening to me is they are the best and then they become the worst <laughs> So and like the best isn't always I know fun and I love yeah the people I, I love and they're you know there's a reason why I love them so yeah I gotta just it's ride tough. The yeah um so th- that's at the bottom next at the bottom is Charlotte Claire correct again just rough all around bad qualifying bad didn't even get to really have a race just tough for him let's mm-hmm. be thinking about our guy I do I just want to shout out to Arthur Leclerc for doing a lovely he job in F two this yeah, week and I do think that that made Charles very proud and yes. um hopefully lit up a very small <laughs> part yeah, of this very dark Arthur. weekend um yeah that's... the leclerc jeans are excellent mm-hmm. and, and then the second or the 
the final one at the at the bottom is Alex Albon. He had a great qualifying. He was in a great position. Just shit luck. Yeah. Have happened what happened. So devastating. He was doing so well. But it just makes me really excited to see like how much better he's going to get this year. He's really doing well. Um, Okay. In the middle, we have Pierre Gasly, who, despite the terrible outcome, had a really good performance and good race. And I think should look at the experience as positive. Yeah. Agreed. Um, And then our final middle pyramid placement is McLaren as a team. Good weekend. Not great, but good. Yeah. Double points. Good, not great. Luck. A lot better than they have been. And sometimes the luck is really annoying for some people, you know, but like sometimes I think it's really good to just, you know, little wins. Yes. So, So. and this is Lando and Oscar I'm thinking of. I I don't give a F about the organization of McLaren. No, when we discussed McLaren, we're specifically referring to the drivers. Also, Ferrari and McLaren both. Yeah. Drivers, not the organization, not the people. Not the building. Not the, the building. But the people. Uh-huh. Um, and then our top of the pyramid this week is Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. Um, just because he is who he is and yeah. loved seeing his face. He was really in good spirits, seemed very happy, seemed very, you know, just seemed good. Yeah. And um I would say that honorable mention was when Nicholas Braun was in the background of Scotty James's interview during the grid walk. Yeah. Because. So cousin Greg from Succession was um was spotted behind Scotty, which is funny because if you are on TikTok, F1 Marion posted like the day before that her husband thought Scotty James was Nicholas yes. Braun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then literally 24 hours later, they crossed paths. Yes. That's kind of weird. That was That's wild. Very crazy. Yeah. Very good. And then also Kylie Minogue not realizing who Judson Button was when he first came up to her was also funny and yeah. very relatable. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Fan and foe. Do you have these or do you want me to just do mine? No, okay I'll think you, of something. Okay. I, I didn't think we did fan info during race recaps. That's my bad. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I have plenty. It's a, it's a long, it's a, it's been a long day and night okay. and year. Um, so fan for me, Lewis getting P2 of all my favorites. I mean, fi- one good thing happened. Lewis getting on the podium. Happy about that. It was, I feel like he could have potentially m- maybe gotten more out of that race. If the race start, if the second one, third one, I guess had gone well, I think there was a chance he could have ca- caught Max at the start, mm-hmm. but I thought it was a good performance. You know, looking at how they've been in the last two races, not anywhere close to a podium. Proud of proud of him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, just for ease, I would say my fans, Alex Albon. For I mean, I'm really like I train. I am on the Alex train. I love him. I I think my um hot take or something was that he was going to get on a podium this year. So really fighting for that for him. And I think it's doable. I think it will need to be a race that involves a little bit of, you know, shake up. Yeah. Um, But I'm just excited to see how well he's doing. Bummed for him for obviously what happened, but glad the incident wasn't any worse than it was. And um, yeah, yeah, just excited to see him continue to improve. I agree. Um, My foe is just the fact that it was just a really bad day for my faves. And uh, it's tough out there, you know, when, your favorites don't do well. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully I don't feel nearly as stressed or overwhelmed as I have been in the past, though it is, it is disappointing. And it is one of those things where I feel like, why does this always happen to me? Why does this happen to my favorite? Why is, is it never the ones I don't like mm-hmm. that get the problems? Why? Yeah. And it always feels like, it always feels like it happens to you. It doesn't happen to other people. Yeah. But obviously it does. It's just, yeah, it feels personal. It feels very, very personal. Yeah. 
yours um i hate april fools like i hate april fools so much it's so annoying i just felt like yesterday i had to be on alert like all day on my phone and i had forgot and it's not that big of a deal it's just like so annoying um but i was on instagram and um tony had posted a story that she like shared and she thought it was real too but it was like formula e was going to be doing an underwater race and i was like it at first I was like, that's kind of dope because you know we do trains underwater, and then I was like, that feels like overtaking might be overwhelming, and like I don't know. And then you know I had all those thoughts very quickly, and then the next slide said she just was like, I hate April Fools, and I damned her, and I was like, oh my god, I'm an idiot. I also thought this was real, um, but you posted a TikTok about it too, like. I don't like when people don't play with my emotions, you know? Go say hi on high. Yeah. I mean, it seems like there used to be a real issue with people like posting fake pregnancy announcements and stuff on April Fool's. And I think that's died down, which is good because that's gross. Um, I agree. But there's still a lot of, uh, you know, false news out there that like we don't need April Fool's, you know? I agree. Anyway. Um, All right. Going to Instagram, I asked you guys to share your questions, comments, things you wanted us to talk talk about in case we miss anything. So I'm just going to run through that really quickly here. Um, So a lot of people were just saying, you know, still processing the Carlos penalty, the Charles DNF, the Alpine debacle. Mm -hmm. Like, same. I am with you there. Yeah. 100%. Um, Someone said, the fact that Lance has had a collision early on two races in a row. He's had two times, I guess even, he also had one in, he had one in Bahrain with Fernando. Mm -hmm. What happened in Saudi Arabia? I don't remember. I can't remember either. But then, yeah, he had one, and it is interesting because he gets away with it. Hmm. But I've said this, Lance is a good driver. I was actually having this conversation with my parents because they were watching the race this morning. And I was like, do you ever, do you think for, or do you think Lawrence Stroll would ever fire Lance if he had the chance to get like another really good driver in the Aston Martin? And my mom, which was a good point. She was like, well, problem is the problem. The, the, the reality is Lance isn't that he's a decent driver right he's not so bad right it's, it's not like he drives like latifi you know right yes yeah. he's, he's good enough but it is true if aston martin is a top team they could get a better driver in the car someone better than lance but would he do it like would he want to do that if he, i don't if know have a chance it's interesting it is interesting um but and like would lance have another seat right yeah he'd exactly. probably pay someone to he take lance could get yeah um and it is true. Lance is a good driver. I just don't think he has very good awareness in those initial. I don't think he he's had a lot of incidents over his career where he just doesn't really seem to know where other people are. Yeah, it's like lack of awareness. Yeah, awareness. Yeah, yeah, bad yeah, racecraft. Yeah. I think is what it's technically called. Mm-hmm. Someone said podium one hundred one not being a win for Alonso. Yeah, that was. What that does was it tough, mean? Tough. Um, someone said, yeah, that Max was being kind of like passive aggressive about Lewis in this post-race stuff, which yeah, he, he kind of, he, he like Max is very much the kind of person who's just never, he's not someone who's like, yeah, we won. And that was, he's not like, if you saw the difference between Max's post-race radio and then Lewis, like he was like, Lewis was like, whoa, like he was hyped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, but it also doesn't great. happen for Lewis in a long time. Right, right, yeah. right. But, but, but I know, I know. P2 versus P1. Yeah, no, I mean, I think um, Max is just like, He's just so oh, 
club. A lot of people said, and because I saw there was a picture that came out about Max during the restart, the, the third one, I guess the second. Restart, oh, that he was that he was above. Yes. Or in the grid penalty, but I guess also like why is that happening so I much? Don't know. The, they like, did, and 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 they made him bigger too. I know, I heard. Yeah, but I guess the point was that I guess he still had tires still on the line, so yeah. it was fine. But because people were like, oh my god, will Max get a penalty? But no. But like, guys, park your car. I don't understand. Like Max like r- rolled into his parking spot after winning and like came within a centimeter of the number one like little um sign thing in front of him. But they right. can't park in the like wide white parking spot. I like don't understand. Yeah, I know. Someone also said, "Did you notice how many Red Bull garage guys suddenly have platinum blonde hair?" Oh yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad because I was like, they show the garage all the time. Like this can't be new. So, Alex Albon is inspirational. Yes. Someone also said, "What are your thoughts on the huge amount of upset drivers leaving this Grand Prix?" I mean, yeah, it's there were there are, there are a lot that are not happy with the way that things turned out. Yeah, but. Sometimes it's just how the sport yeah, goes. I mean, I, I feel bad for them, but I also think it's all like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mean, you know, it's the way that and the luck has been on their side in certain instances too. That's what I always say. Like in in any other sport, when people complain about the refs or certain things, I'm like, you know, if in the life of a of a fan, you're gonna have a, a lot of calls that go like in mm-hmm. your favor that yeah. probably shouldn't, and some that that don't, and it's always gonna even out for, for the most part in, in the end. Um. Uh. Da da da. Let's see what else thoughts on the Alpine crash adding to the teammate beef. I, you know, it's interesting. I didn't seem that like beefy to me. <laughs> like, I think it was a genuine accident and like, I don't think it's going to be part of the drama again. I think it was worse for Pierre than it was for Esteban. Yeah. Ultimately given Pierre's step, you know, where he was in the race and, uh, and it was more his fault. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't it, it it's it's not like pierre was doing really well and then esteban just like came up out of nowhere right well and it's not like they were fighting either yes. i mean it was just like they were basically just starting and then yes. it got chaotic and yes. then it happened it's not like they were you know not following team orders or you know racing each other and had an, an incident like that i don't right. know oh someone said which dnf hurts the most hurt the most oh that's a great question yeah that's uh, a good question. i think for me it was pierre just because of where he was and Charles, we'll, we'll, we will never know where he could have been. Right. That's so, why. I, that's why part of me prefers a DNF at the beginning because yeah, you don't you don't know what it could have been. You know. Yes. Uh, I think Alex for me. Um, yeah, that was tough. Someone also said, "Can we? I'll just be thankful Yuki didn't set the record for most consecutive races in one position." Yeah, I mean, especially P- that isn't I mean, first. I just want to be clear: it's that isn't first. That. Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. That. Yeah, Max or whoever. I mean, but hey, he's really consistent, which is something he hasn't been before. I mean, you know, you got to find the good with the bad. And he's beaten Nick DeVries in all three races. Yes, he has so far. Mm -hmm. So you know, you got to give him some flowers for that. Exactly. Um, I'm I'm surprised they they never played. I feel like they were a little light on the radios. I know. And like, I didn't hear very many of them. And like, even when. Yuki was having his problem. Like I'm like, what? We, yeah, we heard about that from the commentators. Like that stuff you, you know, something you'd want to share, especially from him. Yeah. I also, I don't know if you remember, they were saying something about how like Logan was saying something, and his engineer was like, "This, you shouldn't say that on the or something." Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Something and weird. I don't know what it was. I know we don't so have like, access oh, that to was... that, but I'm curious if he just like it couldn't have been something about cursing, obviously, because they do that all the time and I they know. just bleep it out. So I know. I wonder if it's something like confidential. Someone said, "Were the FIA on mushrooms?" 
Aren't they always? I mean, um, honestly, the I would like pay to be a fly on the wall just to like see what their communication looks like. Honestly, because yeah. I'm genuinely curious how, how, how it goes it and yeah. why like you know how long did it take to have the meeting and the vote about the celebration on the wall yeah and how long is it going to take to fix the issues of the tire walls that caused the drivers to ricochet back into the track right exactly it'll so be much chaos yeah um but that's kind of it for the australia gp we do have a conversation coming up after this that i hope you guys will stick around for um with uh our friends brianna who is making a merch line that's designed for women very exciting we have a lot of um we've had discussions over the past year about just the lack of good merch racing merch for women like designed for women and there are people who are making cool merch but mm-hmm. like team specifically just not always no and she's taking it upon herself to create um her own company that's going to create pieces and things for f1 fans that will actually like and want to wear so yeah. stay tuned for that conversation we'll see you guys next week bye bye Thank you both so much for coming on our show. We are such proponents of not only women in motorsport, but women who make good merch in motorsport. It's very, very important to us. Um, And so we would just like to know first off how you got into F1 and then what made you want to start this company, this merch line, the whole thing? Yeah. Well, I'll go, I'll go first and then you can take it away, mom. Um, (laughs) So yeah, uh, I got into F1. Well, I guess it, my passion for just cars and specifically supercars or fast cars, I've always been fascinated with them. My mom will tell you from a little age, we used to go to car shows. What like six to seven year old girl is like, oh, I love a car show. Um, That was me. Uh, awesome. so I, yeah, I've always had a fascination with it. And then I would say during COVID and Drive to Survive was kind of like, the start of the intense passion for it. I've always been aware of Formula One, but never watched as intensely as I do now. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. Mom, you can go into to your story. Okay. My story goes a little farther back than hers. <laughs> um, my father did not really watch the typical American football. He was NASCAR. Mm-hmm. You know, not heavily NASCAR, but we would have to watch races when I was a kid on TV. So I've always been interested in racing. Uh, like Brianna, I like a fast car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to drive a fast car. <laughs> um, and Brianna actually learned how to drive manual because that was a prerequisite in our household. You nice. had to learn to drive manual. Yeah. So we we have always been about cars. Um but not like freaks about cars. <laughs> but um, like Brianna said, I, I had watched Grand, uh, Grand Prix before when I was younger. And then, of course, married and everything else. And, you know, just didn't have time. Um, and then COVID hit. And I was like, that's right. I like this sport. I completely yeah. forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jackie Stewart, I remember that guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, um so we started, like Brianna said, started watching Drive to Survive, and it became a family thing. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just her. Yeah. Uh, I have a son as well. We have a son as well, uh, her brother. And now we have this family chat. We have this F1 fam chat thing that goes on. And uh, last night, her and I were like on it, and her brother's like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to bed. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the assumption is real. It yeah. runs throughout the family. <laughs> That's yeah. so fun though. That's awesome. Cause I'm her parents are interested. Me trying to talk to my family about it. They're just kind of they want to like be supportive and they are just like, cool. Like I came up <laughs> this morning looking like a zombie. And my dad was like, So how was the race? And I was like, it was amazing. And this and he just like glazed over because he just doesn't, you know, he doesn't understand what I'm saying or who these people are. It's very hard. <laughs> Brianna's dad, Brianna's dad's very supportive as well. Mm. On the couch snoring last yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. But that's great, you know, at least they're there. <laughs> he woke up for moments and then boom, right back yeah. down. Right. I do find it a very relaxing noise actually to Oh, like I could, yes, I could nap yes. during practice. Yes, exactly. Not, not at any high stakes moment, because well, except for you know when we uh, uh, Suzuka. Yeah. Oh yeah, passed out. Last, I was so tired last, <laughs> last year. Hannah and I were texting during the Suzuka race, and all of a sudden, like when it started back up again, I was texting her like four or five times, and I was like, "Oh, she fell asleep." <laughs> I mean, she it was three. Like I couldn't. I just couldn't. Um, okay, but so then, what? What then started the company? What? What? How did you guys come to that decision? Yeah. So I think both us obviously being Formula One fans and you ladies can definitely relate. I was looking for merch that I could wear that wasn't plastered with sponsorship logos, wasn't $500. <laughs> and some something I could just wear out. Um, I'm 31 now. Like I'm no, I feel like I'm no young spring chicken. Mm -hmm. Um, so some of the merch that's even out there too, I'm like, ah, I don't know, like if I could wear that out. Um, so I was looking and searching. I just couldn't find anything versatile, price wise, great, like reasonable. And then just there wasn't enough. Like I was literally searching like female F1 merch. And there are some really amazing ladies out there or people making merch out there now. Um, you guys are wearing some of it actually right now. Um, <laughs> we are. But I just was like, man, this sucks. Like the variety is non-existent, mm -hmm. um, especially for women. Um, and I want something I can like wear on the daily and not right. feel weird or like not wear a tire around my neck. Like I feel like people are being like, what's with the tire? Yeah. Um, so that's when it started. And I had this idea and I work full time. I've, I'm on two other podcasts as well and on creating social media content. So I knew I couldn't do it on my own. So I went to my mom and was like, hey, mom. <laughs> I was like, do you want to do this with me and start this company to make merch for women? And my mom was like, yeah, you just jumped on right away, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she has a very good eye and understanding of the market. I totally trust it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, her design background is amazing. So I was like, yeah, let's do this. You know, I want this to be big so I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> Amen. That's why, I mean, that, that, that's why we're here right now. Yeah. This <laughs> I mean, we're all, all just trying to make real. it big. Yeah. I'm ready yeah. to be done with the nine to five. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Content creators for life. Um, mm -hmm. And then, so you started out, You your first like piece has been the paddock pendant. Is that what you guys call it? Yes. It yes. Is. You're both wearing yeah. it. Looks, Love it. Looks great. You, um, you started with four four drivers, right? Yeah. You want to so speak are, to that? Yeah, of course. So we're launching with four drivers' names right now. So the paddock pendants, you can see, um, they all are the same design, but obviously with different names. There's a little um, charm right here. It's a circle with the driver's number. So love. you have the driver's name here and the number here. And what we love about this so much is um, they're so versatile. Like I feel like I could actually dress this up and wear it like out to a nice fancy dinner or I yeah. can wear it like 
sitting at home. Um, so that's kind of the thought behind that. We're only going to launch with these first four now because we're new. Like, sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're testing it out. We want to. We also want to hear everyone's feedback and opinions mm-hmm. on like how they feel about it and what we can, if we can make it better. Or, um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're starting now. And mom, if you want to speak to like how we yeah. kind of well, I you didn't mention the drivers. The drivers are Max Verstappen, oh, um, yeah, Lewis Hamilton, uh, Char- Charles Leclerc, <laughs> and Brianna's favorite. And uh, Lando Norris. Yeah. Nice. This is solid four. Very solid four. There is a very specific niche of women into every single one of those boys. So yeah, that's right. a great four to start with. Yeah. Brianna heavily lobbied for Danny Rick, but we didn't know what was going to happen last. Ah. I know. I mean, it's even if one. you made it, I. I I'd buy it. Yeah. So. It's, you know, next time you got one customer. <laughs> he can be part of the next launch, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then what do you want to like, what are your hopes and dreams for the future? Like, what would you like to make going forward? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom, go ahead. You can take this one first. Oh, wow. Well, um, our brand, uh, our GP girl brand, uh, we like to add some merch to that. Um, I'd like to see some, something I would wear mm-hmm. at, almost 60 years old (laughs) Um, that, um, you know, flatters me, but it's still t-shirt style. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also talked about um, some other branding merch, but expanding our jewelry line. Um, We're considering bracelets, we're considering earrings, but, you know, we want to see what our customers want. You know, Mm -hmm. we want feedback from them. We want them to let us know what they need, what they want. And, um, and then kind of explore how we can expand this to have a collection. Yeah. Yeah. I think our goal overall is just to provide a great variety of, of merch for women made for women. Yeah. (laughs) There's very rarely any out there. Um, and we want to make sure that we give women like an option, um, to what they could find and expand on that. I mean, women are making up a huge part of the F1 market and I feel like they're ignored a lot (laughs) when it comes to, to a lot of that. So, um, I'm hoping just to like give another option and hopefully a good one and, um, just something people can be proud to wear and, you know, support their favorite driver team or whatever that may be. Yeah, I remember we went to um, the race in Austin last year and we went into... I was just curious. We went into like the merch booth and the corner of women's stuff. First of all, it was so irritating because it's like they basically took the men's shirt and like, you know, took in the mm-hmm. waist and they're like, for women. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no one wants to wear that. <laughs> um, yeah. at least I don't. And I think too, but I love the point that you made, Sharon, too, of like, it's... We need merch for women, but we also need like you know, my big, like, or the oversized, like, um, a vintage, like nineties t-shirts that we wear that have their faces all over them. My mother would never wear something like that. You know what I mean? Um, and so there has to be this, you know, a happy medium or enough options that like, you know, fans of all ages and, um, yeah, have something. So I love what you guys are doing. I think it's exciting. And I also think it's fun. Like there's a lot of fashion, you know, at GPs and stuff like that. So being able to support your driver on your jewelry, as opposed to on your t-shirt or something is like a really fun way to do it. And 
you know, still be sport like stylish, yes. but be like, no, I love Max Verstappen. I uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to the um Monaco race this this year, and so I will I I will wear one of your necklaces, um, Aww. you know, with my uh with our fancy with outfit. my yeah quote unquote fancy outfit because I can't go in like your couture. Are you yeah. wearing couture? <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish. Maybe ASOS. <laughs> yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it will be under a hundred dollars, but um, uh. <laughs> But yeah, like, you know, because not every race is a T-shirt and jeans mm-hmm. or people want to right. always wear that. You know, they want to yeah. wear something different right. or um, even like I could see these being very popular in Las Vegas. Right. Yeah. With mm-hmm. the glitz and glam of Vegas. Um, you right. can wear it to the clubs. Yeah. <laughs> you, can wear, wear, you can wear it. That's going to be our new slogan, actually. You can wear yeah. it to the club. Yeah. <laughs> you can wear it to dinner. You can wear it to work. You can wear it to the club. That's right. I've actually worn it to the gym and it's been just fine. <laughs> Love it. So fantastic. Yeah. It's, it has all the things. I, I, I was going to ask you too, like, why do you think F1 teams are so disconnected from creating good merch? Because I was saying, we talked about this before, like, Daniel Ricardo, for example, like his merchandise is great. And he clearly has an eye that he he can tell what people want to wear and people love it and wear it all the time. And it's interesting that no other teams or really other drivers have picked up on that and recognize that and thought, huh, maybe we should make something a little bit cooler for our fans. You know, it's just it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, oh, that's such a good question. And I feel like it's not there's a, there's I feel like there's a lot of factors that go into it. So my background is marketing. Like that's what I do full time. I'm a designer, and so I feel like this is a question I actually ask myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and wondering why. I think it's just because women in the sport have just the visibility hasn't been there. Um, we still we're starting to see it more now with women who are involved in these teams and like other aspects as engineers or stuff like that. But before like. Years and years ago, the only time you ever saw a woman related to F1 was if they were a guest with another, usually another man, mm-hmm. or they were practically like wearing nothing on the grid, holding a flag. Yeah. <laughs> like right. so, um, you don't. They just have been an afterthought, I think. And I think over the past couple of years, teams are starting to recognize um, just how valuable female fans are. Um, I was talking to somebody that also runs another. Um, product in formula one and he was telling me how shocked he was at how most of the people that purchase their product are women and i was like yeah because <laughs> mm-hmm. i i feel like women when they like something you know they go for it they, they oh, go yeah. they go all in on things like you guys started a stinking podcast about it like right you no know, it's 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 something that when a woman is into something i think they really devote a lot of time mm-hmm. and energy to it and their money I, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of marketing people are like, well, women of the household are making the buying decisions. So we must cater to them. Correct. Yeah. Um, but I also think like you can even see it on their social media. Like you can tell that the admins which, who are killing the game, by the way, I just want to shout out <laughs> to all of the social admins, but they are they're tailoring towards women maybe not all women, but you know, it's like very women specific content, I feel like, or the content that women are either creating themselves or engaging with a lot. And that's what they're doing. So, um, please make clothes for us. (laughs) Like I'm asking you 
to make something so that I hand you my money. <laughs> right, they, won't, right. they won't do it, which is fine because I'd rather support small businesses that. anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, it's also important to say, and I think that's why I'm so excited to do this with my mom, not only because it's my mom. Yeah. I love my mom. Yes. Um, but uh, like my mom, we're, we're two very different ages at different points in our life. And I think, you know, when women are starting to be considered to your point, it's more like the younger demographic mm-hmm. yeah. is being, I think like my mom's demographic is completely ignored. And there yeah. are so many women out there around my mom. I mean, mom, like, I, I don't know if you can speak to any of that, but yeah, I mean. Right. I mean, if you look at the grandstands while you're watching a race and you see the age of women that are out there, um, they're not 18, you know, they're not necessarily 18. You can't afford to go. Right. <laughs> You're 18. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. So, you know, the demographic is a little older. Uh, I would say 30 and up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's really the demographic we want to try and produce quality product for yeah. um, in a price range that everybody can afford. Yeah. So like, say you want two of these, you can afford two of these, yeah. you know, if they were solid gold pieces, you're waiting a ton of time to get one. And mm-hmm. then you're going to wear it once. You know, I have my husband, I'll just bring this up as a, as a uh, example. My husband bought me diamond stud earrings for Christmas. I love them. He's constantly asking me why I'm not wearing them every day. And I'm like, I'm scared. I'm going to lose. Yeah. You know, so yeah. when you have a very like expensive, expensive piece of jewelry, you know, you don't wear it as much, but when you have a piece that's reasonably priced is, is quality product, you know, you can wear it out all the time, right. you know, and you know, it's like your favorite thing. I have a necklace that my husband gave me when we were married that, you know, of course today I'm not wearing it, but it was something I wore every single day, 24 hours a day, never mm-hmm. took it off. Almost like my wedding ring, you know, never took it off. Um, that's what I want this to be. This yeah. is, this is what I want this to be your go-to piece. If you're an F1 fan, uh, in sports, we're out there to promote women in motorsports as well. Love to see this line include our favorite women drivers when that really starts getting up and running. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love for life. Yeah. Yes. For life. yes. <laughs> yeah. <It's> awesome. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. Well, we have one final question for you guys that we ask every F1 fan that comes on our show. We want you both to answer. Um, so let's pretend you're going to an F1 dinner party. Okay. It's you, it's three drivers and it's one team principal. You can do oh. whoever you want. Who, who are you bringing to this dinner party? All right, Brianna, you have to go current first. Grid? Current, yeah. The t- current 20 grid. drivers that are on the grid currently and the three drivers and one team principal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No wrong answers either. All right. Well, there I'll are some, to... but we won't tell you if they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I feel like our, our driver values align. They yeah, do. yeah, I, I think they do I think, too. think we should join our dinner parties together, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm Charles Leclerc, hands mm-hmm. down. My husband is so aware that I will leave him in a hot second for that man. Like, At least he's respectful <laughs> of that, yeah. He totally admits it. He's like that and a Jonas brother. She's gone. Like, forget it. <laughs> Um, so Charles Leclerc, I have to say, uh, Pierre Gasly, mm-hmm. I just think also just the two of them together. Yeah. Yep, that's, them. that's up my alley. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then Zoe's attending your dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zoe's the third. No. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Double date. Uh, yes. Uh, my God, the third 
it's like I feel like I'm asking the question like should it be a legend like do I want to pick a legend's brain or it could be like, anyone Milton? uh I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna just say Lewis yeah Lewis and then Toto Wolf I didn't even have to yeah, think about her yeah, <laughs> yeah that is exactly yeah. who I would pick yeah that is the, the, the yeah that's hers she yeah. said it out loud yeah. several times so <laughs> I think you did great there were no wrong it. answers in yours in your answer <laughs> no pressure mom <laughs> thanks <laughs> okay um I would say the drivers would be Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. um I'd love to pick his brain yeah I think he's an incredible business person as well. Yes, for sure. Um, and I want the tea on Angela. Like, I just want to yes. know. I, yes. There's more to it. And I want to know what it is. I know. I don't think I I'll ever to tell know me. her. Yeah. You and me both. You and me both. Um, my second driver, I think, would be Carlos. Oh, great. great choice. Great hair. Yes. Great. The best. Yeah. The hat. Oh. And then maybe, and I know this is a strange pick, Um, Logan. Sergeant. Oh, nice. That actually would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I I would like to hear how he's going. Uh, what what he think where he thinks he will be mm-hmm. and why. Yes. Um, of course, it's got to be Toto. Uh, it yeah. has to be. I mean, it's be. because Susie, Susie's what, apart. Toto, exactly. Susie, got to right. get him. And. <laughs> Hopefully Jack, because oh, I just yeah. love their family. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. yeah I mean, to- I just Toto is everything. Yeah, and right. I probably give him way too much credit, but that's okay. <laughs> he deserves right, it. Right. Um. Well, you both nailed the quiz, yeah. so congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Let us know where they can people can find your merch, when they can find it, where they can find you. Like promo, plug all the things, please. Yes. Okay. Do you want me to take this one? Yeah, no, you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been handling some of it. Uh, so you can find us if you want to purchase a pendant. You can find us at grandprigirl.com or okay. Grand Prix Girl, however you want to pronounce that. Um, and then you will have a pre-order for the first two weeks that we're launching, which will be the week that this comes out. And then um, we'll do like a full full launch so you can purchase right away and get your product um quicker than if you pre-ordered but we encourage a pre-order you can find us on tiktok and instagram at grand prix girl um and there's like an underscore between all of those uh but you'll see uh our logo is gp girl and it should pop right up so that's where you can find all of our products and also if you purchase one of them we'd love to hear from you please post about it um I am a sucker for feedback. I feel like I'm like Kim Kardashian's social, like, like trying to source my information directly from the crowd. It's great um, though. It's where you get the most like authentic information, you know? Yeah. And I want to know, I want to know how you feel about it. If you like it, what you don't like about it so we can make it better. And if you, even if you right. have ideas, so right. yeah. We're and we're both going to be at the Canadian Grand Prix. Yeah. Oh, so nice. We'll be wearing our merch there. Love yes. it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And we will we'll post um something on our story, our Instagram story as well. So people, oh, if they're listening you. to this, they can just go to the our page and look at go from there as well. Awesome. Um, but thank you guys so much for being on the show. We appreciate it so much. Yeah, I'm so excited to see how it takes off. We love what you're doing. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to wear my necklace in Monaco. Yeah, I can't oh my wait God. to wear <laughs> it at, when I'm watching Monaco from my house. <laughs> see, it's um, versatile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can be in sweats at my house and she can be in a like a whole set in Monaco and it's still cool. I love it. And I love won't be it. sad that I'm not in Monaco because I'll have my necklace. So thanks for having us. Of course. Thank, thank you guys. so much. We thank appreciate you guys. it. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.